pitches. Welcome to Pitch Slapped. My name's Kaylee Hillier and this is the Pitch Perfect podcast where we talk about anything to do with Pitch Perfect. It can literally come from anywhere. Whatever we feel inspired to talk about at any moment, we'll do it on this podcast. So today's going to be a little bit weird because I ended up going down a rabbit hole this week of a whole area that I never thought that I would go down, which is the dark side of Chloe Beale. Who knew that Chloe Beale had a dark side? But we're going to explore it today. We've also got our highlights from fan fiction to get to. But first, let's have a look at some actor news. In actor news this week, it's been coming for quite a while. We've heard it talked about... It wasn't until this week that Brittany Snow launched her project, September Letters. Now, there hasn't been a lot said about what this project was going to entail. We knew it was going to be something about mental health and helping people with mental health. It's a big area that Brittany Snow is interested in and trying to help people. So I was really excited to find out what this is all about. She's mentioned it in a few interviews we haven't seen that much then they set up the instagram account and it was like there but still not quite there and then this week she launched september letters she did a little instagram live video which was really cute if you haven't seen it talking about the launch of the project and the website is up right now as well as their instagram account now if you Want to know a little bit more about the September Letters? You can check out their website. It's called septemberletters.com. And the way they describe it is September Letters is a mental health awareness and letter writing experience. So their mission is to start conversations around mental health and connect us with each other by sharing experiences and inspiration. And what the project encourages you to do is to share your own letters They can be letters to anonymous people. They could be addressed to a specific person. They don't even have to be like a traditional letter, whether it's like a quote or a poem. Anything that you want to write down and send it in, that's what you can do. And then what they do is they publish these up onto the website and you can have a little read of them. There are so many different ones covering such a range of topics and subjects. Now, it's only just launched probably in the last few days, but it's really inspiring to see the types of things that are going up on there and people sharing their own experiences. Now, if you know anything about Brittany Snow, she's talked about mental health a few times. It's been a struggle that she's gone through and she has her own letter up on the website that you can read. She shares that one of the inspirations to this project was the fact that when she was struggling with mental health, she read an article by someone and she used to keep a copy of the article with her so that whenever she was having a a tough time, she could take it out and read it. So she found that that was a really good coping mechanism for her and that having somebody else to identify with was really helpful and let her know that she wasn't on her own. And so she's launched this project so that other people can share their stories so that you have somewhere to look, that you can have somewhere where you don't have to feel alone if you are going through a tough time. There's such a variety of stories on the website and I'm 
far as I understand, they're hoping to add more and more because you can submit your own letters and share your own stories. So you've got Brittany Snow's story up there. There's also a story by Anna Camp. She's written one where she talks about being in an abusive and toxic relationship and how tough that was for her. And what I think is really touching about the September Letters project is the fact that people are coming from all sorts of different backgrounds. And even though you can look at people and think that they're fine and everything's normal, you don't know the inner struggles that somebody might be going through. And so having a platform where you can read other people's experiences, it is a great reminder that you're not on your own. And I really enjoy their Instagram account because they just kind of put little snippets and reminders on there that you can have on your newsfeed as well. So check it out. It's a lovely project and I'm excited to see how it continues to progress. It's awesome to finally have it up. And just think all the hardware that has gone into launching this project. It's not easy to talk about mental health, especially because a lot of this is very personal. People with their own personal stories and experiences. Um, But at the same time, I'm very grateful that they've done it. You know, we're all human and we all go through struggles of some form or another. And it gives you hope that you can overcome them yourself. There's a whole band of people sharing their experiences of how they've strived to overcome challenges in their own lives. And it can be a great reminder to me that I'm not alone, that if I'm struggling with something, there is a way through it. And just just feeling like you've got a friend through this lovely website, through these lovely letters that have been written. And I can't wait to see how it continues to progress from here. That is September Letters. That's it for our actor updates this week. It's now time to delve into the more dark side of the Pitch Perfect fandom. Welcome to the world of Dark Chloe. Okay, I'm not entirely sure where to start with this. This is the first time we're attempting to do anything like this, and we're going to see how it goes. You might completely disagree with me, but an idea was sparked and we had to follow it through, and... Hopefully this will be one of many episodes we do where we just kind of like pick a topic and delve into it with fan fiction because there's so much written for the Pitch Perfect fandom and they cover a range of topics. And so sometimes I really like picking a topic and just delving into the fan fiction, delving into the things that have been created around that topic Now, I'm going to give you fair warning before I delve completely into this today that we are going to be dealing with some dark topics. We will be talking about fics that cover mental health. We're also going to be talking about some very adult content with some smutty fics in there as well. And of course, there will be some light-hearted stuff along the way. A whole range of different areas. I'm giving you fair warning now. I don't know where we're going to go with this, but I've got a list of fix here that I've pulled out that go along with this topic. Now, the dark side of Chloe Beale. It might seem like that doesn't go with Chloe, but we're going to venture there today because Chloe Beale, especially from the Pitch Perfect movies and from a lot of just the general vibe I feel in the fandom is is she is the confident girl. She, I don't want to say sunshine and rainbows, but she eludes this self-confidence and this happiness that just comes with Chloe Beale. She's very sure of herself. She's got the self-esteem. 
She also seems to seek out to help others be happy. And often that comes in the form of helping Becca kind of find herself and wanting the best for those around her. She's not afraid to t- to sort of have a go at, at grabbing what she wants. She's passionate. She loves the Bellas. Chloe Beale just eludes this whole kind of sunshine persona that we've come to know and love, even to the sort of quirky sides of that as well. She has got her sort of quirky, nerdy bits in there. We all love a good Chloe Beale. Because Chloe's also got the fun side of her as well. Because she's so self-confident, and you see that in like scenes of the shower scene and at the campsite, the fact that she's got this whole kind of flirty nature to her. She's not afraid of her body. She's very confident in that. And I've always loved fix that kind of delve into flirty Chloe. Any way that she can make Becca blush is amazing. And I'm always here for it. So... The idea of Chloe Beale having a dark side can sometimes be quite difficult. And this idea was sparked and I kind of ended up going down a rabbit hole looking for the dark side of Chloe Beale. Authors, people who have written fan fiction, taking this character and either running things to the extreme or throwing curveballs in there or maybe having a look at this happy character and maybe breaking that down a little bit and saying but people can't be happy all the time maybe there's some underlying issues maybe giving this character difficulties that they have to try and overcome putting things in their life that stretch that character and sometimes even to the point of making them just a little bit crazy now to just give you a little bit of context as to where this all came from I've read a number of fics over my time in the fandom, especially because I kind of got a bit obsessed and just like dove into stuff. And every now and then there will be a fic that comes out that just kind of like opens up a whole part of my brain and I'm like, okay, I need to explore this more. So I read a recent fic that was released called The Bechloe Collection by Bechloe X. It's available on AO3. Now, just to give you the context of the fic, the summary says, Becca's first year with the Bellas, up until winning finals, was miserable. She is determined to keep the winning streak going under her newfound leadership once Aubrey and Chloe graduate. That is until Chloe reappears at Barden. The returning senior has other ideas in mind of who is going to take charge. The one girl who broke down all her walls is now back. And not one thing in Becca's life is now stable, including her relationship with Jessie. Now, giving you fair warning with this fic, it does tell you at the very beginning that there's going to be a lot of sexual tension, angst and smut. And it has reoccurring themes of cheating and BDSM present. So you know from the off a little taster of what you're getting into and apparently the first chapter is the tamest of all of them so you are fair warned that if you do delve into this fic if you don't like cheating fics or anything just don't read it okay i'm just saying that now we could do a whole podcast on cheating fics there's so many of them but we're not going to do that today because we're going to focus on dark chloe so in this story as it says in the summary it starts off with Becca leading the Bellas. They're doing the auditions for the year and they're trying to find new Bellas. And 
I love how dramatic this story is. Okay, it kind of like starts. It's almost like right at the end of Pitch Perfect One, where they're in the auditorium and Beck is about to pick the audition song, and right then it cuts and you're just jolted by the arrival of Chloe. Right off the bat, things have shifted. I feel so sorry for Becca because it mentions in the story that she's given up her her radio internship to devote her time to the Bellas. If you think the fact that a few months ago she wasn't even going to stay in Barden, she was going to leave and go to LA, and that's all flipped around where she is now leading the Bellas and she's going to try and do her best to captain them after Chloe and Aubrey. You can kind of get this sense of her eagerness to try and do a good job. Like I don't know, obviously, in this fic, how she's got on with Chloe and Aubrey and how they left things, but I get this whole idea that she kind of wanted to continue the legacy and make them proud, in a way. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that Chloe and Becca hadn't really spoken during the summer. So they won finals... Chloe and Aubrey assume graduated and and what I thought was really interesting and mentions in the fic that Becca, although she had such a great relationship with Chloe, she kind of had put that in a box to one side because everybody always leaves. And so she just assumed, well, Chloe's now going to go just like everybody else in my life. She's moved on. I need to put that in a box, put it aside because it's that chapter's closed and this is the next chapter. So... The arrival of Chloe at the very beginning of, of this fic just throws Becca right off. And not only that, not only does she come in and just throw off the auditions, she then claims to take the captaincy of the Bella's back. And I just, you, you feel so pained for poor Becca because you know, like, her progression over Pitch Perfect 1 and her willingness now to lead the Bellas, her desire to do a good job, and it's all just literally within seconds or whatever, blown away. And it feels so out of character for Chloe. Like, there's a whole feeling in this, when you're reading it, you're just like, what the heck happened? Like, we see Chloe in Pitch Perfect One assisting Aubrey, and like, yeah, okay, there's there's a long time where, where Aubrey doesn't listen to Chloe, but she apologizes in the end we even see chloe getting to the point where she's pushed enough where she will fight back and we saw that change we saw it come around everything ended so well so the fact that chloe comes in so dramatically takes the captaincy and almost just rides over all of the girls like all the bellas and just being like nope i'm captain now that's it and so you're just kind of like shocked when you first kind of read it thinking, what on earth has happened to Chloe? She's usually the one to think about other people's feelings. She's usually the sort of, I don't want to say the mum of the group, but she always seems to be the one who is there trying to kind of be the rational one, being mindful of everybody else. And yet here, that's just gone. That's all out the window. What on earth happened during the summer to make Chloe like this? And that's kind of where Becca gets to because she's suddenly been pushed out and we're not entirely sure why, but also there's been no contact over the summer. So completely shaken up because Chloe's not mentioned anything about the fact that she hasn't graduated and that she's coming back. So you're like the backstory of how 
Chloe got to this point. But I have my own theories. One of them is Becca kissing Jesse at the ICCAs maybe just broke something in Chloe. I think this is a girl that often will get her way because she's good with people and she's very confident about who she is. And she's pining for this little alt girl who ended up kissing somebody else. And so instead of being the courteous one anymore, maybe something broke and was just like, you know what? If I had been more upfront and just taken what I wanted, maybe this had turned out differently. It's almost like Chloe's come back to try again. And instead of being nice about it, she's just going to take what she wants. She's not going to let things slip through her fingers again. Now, I might be completely wrong. That's just something I have cooked up in my head. But I'm very excited to see where the fic writers take the story But it got me thinking about Chloe Beale because Chloe is there. You can see insights of Chloe as the story's going on. But just with this edge, there's this whole edge to Chloe, which is just a dark side. So this sparked a whole kind of thought trail in my mind of the dark side of Chloe Beale. I have read a number of fics that deal with this and I have also searched around to find other ones that kind of cover a range of topics. There's going to be so many more that I haven't listed that will cover parts of this. I would love to hear from you if there are any fics that you like or that you've ever read that deal with the dark side of Chloe Beale. So speaking of possessive Chloe, because I feel like this fic kind of really ramped that up. The whole idea of Chloe knowing what she wants and she's going to take it. And uh, so this next fic that reminded me of when I read the Chloe collection is an unfinished story. It's called Flawed Reflections. And it's by the author, Once You Go Back, You Can't Go Back, on fanfiction.net. Now, this is an AU story, and the summary says, Chloe Beale is one of the industry's most powerful and influential people. It's pretty simple, really. She knows what she wants, and she gets it. Basically, Chloe Beale is a powerhouse in the entertainment industry. To the point where she can make or break people's careers because of the power that she has. And not only that, but she gets what she wants out of those people. She will use them as almost like a business contract. So this thing is very smutty. So giving you fair warning, like (laughs) if you're not happy with with a lot of that, then don't read it because it's literally what most of the thing is about. But she's starting to get a bit of a bad reputation for making deals with people where they have to sleep with her um, to get what they want, the fame or the 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 business that they hope to get into. She, she, she finds people who potentially are a little bit down on their luck. Maybe they're trying to start out in the music industry or film industry and she uses them to her gain. And the, the way she justifies it is, well, these people got what they wanted, so it's okay, you know, but I'm entitled to this. And if they treat me wrong, well, I can destroy you at any moment. So... We end up with Chloe in a situation where she's starting to get a bit of a bad press and reputation. It's harming her business. She's a very, very successful businesswoman. She's making a lot of money. The last thing she wants is some bad press. So she ends up meeting Becca in a bar and Becca is literally like down on her luck. She's in a bad situation and Chloe takes a liking to Becca. So she takes Becca in and pretty much is like, I want you and I want to own you, but I will give you whatever you want. But then you have to kind of work for me and you have to be my girlfriend to to get rid of the bad press. So this all happens. 
But once the contract ends and Becca leaves, potentially Chloe's not as willing to let it go as she maybe thought she did. And although Becca's trying to live this life now away from Chloe, Chloe doesn't want to let go. And so you have this, this fic kind of covers bits of flashbacks and bits in the moment, bits where they have to confront each other, where Chloe is playing games and wanting to exert her dominance. Even though the contract has ended, the threats of, of breaking Becca's fiance's movie career or whatever it is, just so she can keep ownership of Becca in another way. And so you have this great push and pull between the two characters. But what's really interesting is to have Chloe Beale as someone who has all the power and uses it. Because it's almost taking Chloe's confidence that you see in the Pitch Perfect movies and then driving it right to the extreme. We know that Chloe is one to take what she wants or she's willing to take a chance. We see that with the shower scene. She's willing to kind of try pretty much anything. It sounds like, you know, in Pitch Perfect 2, she's willing to be a teacher or a stripper, whatever makes the most money. So, like, she's not afraid to delve in there and try different things. So to have that confidence kind of pushed to the extreme where she's not the kind, caring Chloe that you would know, she's ruthless. And she's not going to let anybody mess with her because she is going to be the one that messes with everybody else. And we see her trying to mess with Becca's life. And I wish this author would continue the story because I'm so intrigued to see how this plays out. I thought it was started so well and so intriguing. And it's one of those things that just kind of like stays with you because it's so shocking, but very well written. And although it's not said that there are any feelings you get this underlying feeling that maybe the reason why Chloe's so fixated on Becca is because she does have more feelings than she's letting on or she doesn't realise that she cares as much as she is. The problem is is that she doesn't deal with in the right way because her default is to have the dominance and the ownership. So instead of maybe trying to care in a more loving way, she just exerts back to, I'm going to mess your life up and you're going to come running back to me. And that's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> To push that even further, if you want to go even darker than Chloe exerting her power over Becca, there's a little one-shot that I've read on fanfiction.net called Locked in Heaven by Perfect Medias. It's really, really short. I was quite shocked by this story just for the fact that Chloe Beale is a little bit psycho. The summary says... This Pitch Perfect one-shot is a bit of the dark side. We follow Chloe as she shares her thoughts with us about how she holds Jesse a prisoner in her basement so that he wouldn't interrupt her plans to move with Becca to Europe. So, if you didn't need any further explanation, I feel like that does it pretty well. But the whole idea that Chloe Beale would get to the point in her infatuation with Becca... In wanting her all to herself, that she would kidnap Jesse and lock him in the basement. In all of the Chloe moments, it's usually Chloe that takes the first move. There's like subtler things with Becca. I always feel like Becca's always the one that has this subtle movements of her eyes, the way she looks at Chloe and stuff. But Chloe always has these sort of big moments, whether she bursts into somebody's shower, she grabs her boobs, <laughs> like asks about experimenting in a tent, like... The idea that Chloe could be driven to a position where 
she's willing to get rid of the competition, Jesse, in such a way that she would kidnap him is just bizarre. And then she's almost like seducing Becca upstairs. It's not that long, so that, so it's just it's kind of alluded to, but like it's fascinating. Oh my word. A little bit creepy. I don't know if I like this side of Chloe, but it's there. It's out into the world. I mean, this is so dark. Like, how much crazier could Chloe get? How much, you know, off kilter would this character go? I feel like that that really does push it to the idea that she would be willing to do such things. It's not very graphic. It's very short, but it's a fascinating insight to the idea that a character could be pushed that far. If you don't want to go that heavy, but you wanted a fig that maybe just explores Chloe's infatuation with Becca, not to the point of kidnapping, but maybe just a little bit stalkerish. One fic that I absolutely love is called The Party's Crashing for Us by Sex on a Stick. Now, this story is hilarious. It's so good. And it's almost kind of done from Becca's point of view. So you get this lovely monologue of just Becca's thoughts on things and she's so sassy like she doesn't pull any punches in her mind so you really get it like the sarcasm that maybe she doesn't say out loud but she says in her head is amazing and it's such a fun story to read now the summary says Becca has never been big into high school activities but sometimes desperate people do desperate things like show up for marching band and they get stalked by the creepy red-headed cheerleader who won't leave you alone. It's available on AO3. The summary does a great way of describing the story. You get Becca's point of view as she's trying to go through high school and she ends up with this creepy cheerleader kind of getting a bit of an infatuation with her and she just doesn't know how to deal with it. Because the story's always in Becca's point of view, we don't really know what's going on in Chloe's head. And I would be fascinated to know what she's thinking and why she does what she does. But she clearly takes a liking to Becca. Now, they're they're obviously on different sides of the social scale of school. Chloe's very popular and Becca is not. (laughs) Becca's her sort of loner self. The idea that this cheerleader would take a liking to Becca and she's almost kind of puppy-like in some parts of the fic. There's this great scene that I feel like really sums up really well and the author takes quite a bit of time describing what's happening because Becca ends up having to go to the principal's office. So she sat outside waiting to be called in and Chloe comes over and just starts kind of getting really close. And we know Chloe doesn't necessarily have the biggest personal space bubble as anybody but Becca does and so she ends up kind of really getting into Becca's face she's touching her and I can just picture Becca on the seat like recoiling into the chair to the point where she like moves down chairs until there's no chairs left and what I love about it is despite Becca's grumpiness and like wanting to distance herself and she's pretty mean at times but to be fair I probably would be too if I have a very popular cheerleader poking me. (laughs) But Chloe just doesn't take no for an answer. And she doesn't explain why she's there. She's just literally all up in Becca's business. And even though Becca tries so hard 
not to kind of interact with Chloe as it continues. Chloe just doesn't take no for an answer. I don't know what is going on in Chloe's head. She literally is like almost verging on creepy stalker. And what I think is also really interesting is this this other part of the fic where Becca starts to get a bit worried that maybe Chloe has feelings for her and she's like, well, I'm not gay, so I don't know what you want from me. And Chloe just, she's not disheartened by anything. I mean, you have to hand it to Chloe Beale. This author especially takes Chloe's optimistic attitude to the extreme where, like, she's hardly phased by anything. And it it always seems to work in her favour. I wish that I had the courage that this Chloe Beale has to just go for it and not be afraid of the consequences. And it's a very cute story. And although Chloe is verging on very, very creeper stalker vibes, it's very good. And she's very cute in it as well. So <laughs> who knew that you needed creepy stalker Chloe? Whilst we're still in high school, let's delve into another fic. This one deals with some heavy topics. It's called Even in Dark Places by iPhone and TMYLM on AO3. The summary says, The last few months of high school are supposed to fly by, but everybody's got a past holding them back. Becca Mitchell and Chloe Beale are brought together unexpectedly by a geography project. This is also an unfinished story, but there's a good chance that they might continue it. It's very intriguing because it doesn't tell you off the bat what's happening or what the deal is with all the characters. So you pick it up as it's going along, you get a certain vibe of things happening. But what we do establish is that especially Chloe is dealing with some pretty heavy and difficult topics. Now, not to give too much away, but even in the first chapter... Becca's walking along, she ends up at a bridge and Chloe is there on the railing looking like she's going to jump. So right from the beginning, you get this kind of feel that Chloe Beale, the character that you would expect to be all happy and optimistic, is potentially going to end her life by jumping off a bridge. So even at this beginning stage, you're left there kind of asking what earth could have happened to this character to get her to that point where the most optimistic person could end up feeling that desolate at such a young age as well. I just fell in love with the first interaction that they had. Becca and Chloe have this lovely interaction on the bridge and I love the way Becca handles it because it's pretty obvious what Chloe's doing is dangerous even if it's not expressed that she's thinking of jumping is kind of implied. Why else would you be up there? Becca just has this really lovely way of dealing with it. With a lot of these high school fix, they're placed at different ends of the school social scale. So Chloe is the popular girl. And Becca, I don't know what you were like in school, but I didn't necessarily interact with the popular people. And you kind of get that feel from Becca. Do I go up to someone who I would never really speak to, but she's clearly having a bit of a struggle? I just really admired Becca's courage, but also the way she dealt with a very difficult situation. Coincidentally, from that moment, they end up having to do a a geography project together. And you get sense that Chloe's dealing with some losses in her life. And we just have a very broken Chloe. And so it's very intriguing to see a character kind of thrown off 
putting Chloe Beale in a situation where she's got to deal with death and deal with maybe a past or situations in her past that have happened and how that affects her. And even, you know, these sunshiny, optimistic characters are thrown off. I find it sometimes really reassuring. Not that I want to see Chloe Beale go through all these difficulties, but seeing them have to deal with struggles in their own lives and how they overcome them or how they deal with them and just knowing that you're not on your own. And so I would love to see how this story continues if they choose to continue it. And it's always interesting because I feel like we get a lot of broken Becca in stories. So the fact that we end up now with Chloe in a broken and dark situation, it's a great kind of twist in that. Another story that continues on a similar vein is called Guiding Light, and it's also available on AO3 and fanfiction.net. It's written by Nope We Can and Massive Drickhead. And this story summary is, when Becca calls a Samaritan-style phone line one night, she's looking for a friend, for someone to listen and understand. She has no idea that the girl who answers the call, Chloe, needs just as much. Becca and Chloe needed each other, they just haven't met yet. So this is a, an alternative universe. What I thought was really interesting with this story, I thought that it dealt with mental health problems really, really well. Things from Chloe's past are very dark and very difficult. And she's obviously clearly gone through some very traumatic experiences. And you get this kind of push and pull between the characters because none of them are completely whole. And you have Becca and Chloe who are both struggling with mental health problems and other problems as well. And so often you will have one character which kind of is okay and they help the other character out. But in this story, they're all broken in some form or other. Life's really just not treated them well. What I really love about it is they're not there to fix the other person. They're there to be there for them. That no matter what's happening in their life, maybe what happens in their head, the other person is there to be with them and to support them. There's this lovely bit of the story which, when they're starting to get to know each other a little bit better, basically saying, look, I can't be the person to get you out of your mental problems because I'm also with my own issues. So don't expect me to do that. But if you are happy just to be my friend, then I'm happy to do that too. And so I thought it was really enlightening and refreshing to have that kind of dynamic and just understand, you know what, they're not leaning each other as a crutch, but they start to develop a relationship with each other. They kind of are there as a support. It does deal with some very heavy topics. So if you're not, if you don't want to read stuff about death, attempted suicides, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, then maybe steer clear of this one. And I think it does speak about difficult topics very sensitively. And it's not easy to try and deal with some really heavy rate topics. You know, these are not necessarily easy things to read. Seeing somebody like Chloe Beale, who you think is the world's biggest optimist and has this kind of zest for life, struggling with such issues as anxiety and depression or suicide, especially with Guiding Light, it, it plays on the idea that Chloe's college experience was still very similar to the Chloe that we see in Pitch Perfect, 
But after that, something happens to make Chloe into the person she is in this story. And so it's the idea that, you know, a life event or things could happen in your life that could change that, that maybe you you lose that bubbly personality. And that author kind of deals with that, you know, sometimes things aren't all sunshine and rainbows, but you can get through the other side. And maybe it's not going to be exactly the same, but you find where you belong and you find a direction or you find a route forward, even when not everything makes sense. And I re- what I really loved about this fic was the sensitivity to that. And it just felt very real. Like, sometimes I feel stories will throw in big dramatic events just for the sake of it making it dramatic. Whereas this story just felt like very much real life. Another difficult subject, especially dealing with mental health issues, there are a number of stories that feature eating disorders. Now, it's a very difficult subject to cover, And it's interesting that they would pick Chloe Beale, whether it was inspired by Brittany Snow's history, because it is something that a lot of people struggle with. And it's interesting that you would take the character like Chloe Beale, somebody who one of the very first scenes she's featured in is literally her talking about how confident she is in her body. So the idea that underlying all of that there could be a history of Chloe having an eating disorder or having to deal with self-esteem issues is a really interesting take on the character there's a fic on AO3 called There is a Ghost by Beal Mitchell 56 this story is unfinished but there are 14 chapters and the summary says Chloe Beal is the embodiment of sunshine. However, beneath the bright and bubbly exterior she presents to the whole world, there is a scared and lonely girl. Will Becca be able to help her best friend before it's too late? This is set after Pitch Perfect 2, but before Pitch Perfect 3. So this is happening in the, the kind of New York era of Becca and Chloe. It's very subtle, especially at the beginning, with maybe the way in which Chloe is breaking down. Sometimes things that you think you have overcome come back again, and and we sometimes beat ourselves up for relapsing or you know going down a black hole again that you didn't want to go down. But sometimes it's inevitable, and we shouldn't beat ourselves up for it. But we're too scared to seek for help. We kind of find Chloe spiraling. And what I think is very interesting with this story is you then get the perspective of a friend seeing changes, but Chloe's not necessarily always completely honest. So she's trying to cover up and hide maybe as she's spiralling and her eating disorder is coming out more and she's struggling with her mental health. And whether people like Becca catch on to that, when do they start to notice, when do they start to take action, like how does this get resolved? And so you get all of these kind of perspectives coming through as the story's progressing. And it's really heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking to read a character which, especially in the movies, just seems so securely happy. Like, when you think of Chloe Beale, she's like the most devoted and she's the most passionate and she just has this ball of sunshine or energy that radiates off of her. And so it's really heartbreaking to read that slowly getting chipped away and issues like depression or eating disorders, I think especially, it's not necessarily a big thing that happens. It's not a big moment. These are like little things that are just chipping away until it's almost too late. 
and then when you get down that far it's very difficult to get yourself out of it i'm really intrigued to see how this story continues and i thought that the author's done a really lovely job of just showing how subtly that can happen to a person another fic that also deals with eating disorders and it's a story that's a little bit older it's called one more year by nope we can and massive drickhead and this also deals with a number of mental health issues the summary says it's the final year of high school and chloe has big plans to go off to college and begin the next stage of her life becca just can't wait for the year to be over so she can head to la Having spent their time at high school as strangers, Chloe finds herself wondering about the quiet, mysterious girl in her English class. So this is another high school AU, and we have Becca and Chloe, again at different kind of social scales of the school. Chloe's got a really lovely, supportive family, and they get this kind of great, supportive structure of friends. There's a lot of love and support there, and this story's really interesting because it kind of feels like the first half of it is like a typical high school but Chloe fic where one's popular, one's not. Then they suddenly end up interacting and you get like a whole story there. And it kind of focuses more on Becca's issues, how she's trying to get just get through high school. You know, she's got some friends, but she also doesn't connect that well with people. And she's got her music and stuff like that. So you see her opening up very cautiously to this popular girl and then we see kind of Chloe's friends like Aubrey coming into the mix and then what's really surprising is it's a very long story it's like 37 chapters it alludes to the fact that Chloe struggled with an eating disorder previously and she's kind of in recovery from that and that's kind of all you read for a little while about some of the things that Chloe's had to deal with it's really interesting to have Chloe with some difficult parts of her backstory but she's kind of overcome it and we're seeing her, you know, she can still have her big bubbly personality and she's kind of getting that back and that these things from her past don't hold her back. Then, if anything else, she's almost got a bigger zest for her life because she's overcome those things. The second half of the story, when they finish high school and Chloe goes off to college, Becca's kind of working on trying to start her career in the music industry. Obviously, life begins to take over and we start to see cracks in Chloe, which we haven't really seen before in the story. And those cracks just seem to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And their relationship struggles. Again, you have this kind of slow process of how her eating disorder comes back. What I thought was really interesting with this story was it deals with the idea that when somebody's going through something like that, it doesn't just destroy them in one area of their lives, but it can be very toxic to the whole of their life. So it's kind of really eye-opening to see that played out. Obviously, then you've got Becca trying to deal with how to help and if she can help. And you, then you also have Aubrey as well playing quite a key role in that. Although sometimes they can see that things are wrong, they don't know how to help or they don't know the best thing to do. And so they'll, they're making judgments as best as they can, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. Um, and it's very har- harrowing, especially as you follow these characters for like 30 chapters and to see this happening to Chloe and just seeing her descend back down again and losing that bubbly personality, just losing herself is really painful to read. But I do feel like when these things happen, somebody's personality can really shift. 
because of how it affects them and the way that they see themselves. And sometimes the triggers that that can be, whether it's too much pressure, self-esteem, there can be so many things that you might feel you can deal with in your life, but maybe for somebody else, it just gets too much. And we see that with Chloe right here. Now we've seen some really, really heavy topics. Heavy fix. We're just delving into a load of fix that just really want to hurt Chloe Beale. But, you know, I think sometimes it's important to cover the difficult subjects. So let's bring it up just a notch. Let's bring you some lighthearted, dark Chloe. <laughs> the next lot of fix I just wanted to cover was a topic that I actually discussed a little bit with Red Lance. In the movies, especially in Pitch Perfect 2 and a little bit in Pitch Perfect 3, you see this other side of Chloe which is just a little bit off kilter. The first thing is Chloe's devotion to the Bellas to the point where like, you see glimpses of the fact that Chloe Beale will literally do anything for the Barden Bellas. She failed Russian Lit three times to stay a Bella as well as stay with Becca, but that's not necessarily said in the movies. <laughs> Chloe is clearly very, very passionate. And it's, you almost get this sense that she wants to do the best so much that it almost verges on the idea that it could just end up being a little bit crazy. There's some great moments in Pitch Perfect 3 where she has these speeches that she gives, one in the bar and one at the cafe just before they get kidnapped, where you just see Chloe almost like verging on tears, where she says something really ridiculous, but it's supposed to be heartfelt. And you get this whole sense of just an off-kilter side to Chloe's personality, where the passion is almost too much. And so the idea of kind of almost a crazy Chloe, because she can be taken to that point is really interesting. And there's a number of authors that have covered this idea of just Chloe just being a little bit, in, like, almost too intense. I'm going to ease you in lightly with the with this side of Chloe Beale. There's a story called Blind Date by Swan Queen Thick 13 on AO3. The summary says, Legacy sets them up on a blind date. Now, it seems like a normal kind of blind date kind of story. Becca and Chloe have never met... And so they're going to this restaurant, they're going to see each other for the first time and have a blind date. And when I start reading this one shot, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. It's going to be a cute, fluffy fic. And it is, you know, it's got that cute and fluffy side to it. But very quickly, when they first meet up, what happens in this story is Chloe arrives, Becca's already there, and they kind of sit opposite each other. And then as they're just kind of starting the introductions... Chloe starts to notice that Becca's nervous and she keeps asking Becca if she's nervous. Becca keeps saying she's not, but she's not taking no for an answer. And suddenly you get, like, Chloe's confidence suddenly getting to creepy territory because her intensity is just so much to the point where she's, like, right up in Becca's face. She's, like, touching her. She's, like, checking her heart rate. Like, all these weird things that you just wouldn't do to someone especially a stranger that you've never met and you're supposed to be on a date with. And poor Becca. Chloe's clearly very pretty. Becca's having a bit of panic. She's also, you know, I would probably do the same thing where you're just trying to save face. 
You don't want your your insecurities and your vulnerabilities to show her. So, of course, she's not going to say that she's nervous. And then Chloe just kind of, like, kisses her and is like, well, now you don't have to be nervous anymore. We're done. And the date continues from there. And it was just so bizarre. But it kind of works because it's Chloe... But she's just taken Chloe's intensity. I mean, she barged into Becca's shower for crying out loud in the movie. Like, we know Chloe can be intense. (laughs) And this is probably not as extreme as that, but it's just the whole idea of, like, you would do that on a first date. I mean, I've got to hand it to this Chloe. Like, she's confident. And clearly she likes Becca enough to try and ease her worries a little bit. (laughs) I'm loving this intense Chloe. Another intense Chloe that I just wanted to spend a little bit of time on, and I don't know where this came from. I've seen it circulating around Tumblr a little bit recently, and this is another fic that kind of sparked the idea of Crazy Chloe and this dark side of Chloe Beale that we're venturing into today, but in a very light-hearted way. You might have seen on Tumblr a little bit the hashtag Chloetato flying around, This is a a whole thing that Red Lance has been involved in to the point where she wrote a little one shot that can only be found on Tumblr and it's called It Must Be Spud, Spud, Spud. I don't know where the ideas for some of these stories come from, but I will just say that I am all here for Clotato. It's got to be one of the most bizarre stories I think I've ever read, but it's also like really sweet and cute. Basically, it's a love story. Chloe falls in love at the grocery store. It's really sweet. This is set in like the pitch perfect timeline where they're living in the Bella's house. So she brings her love interest home and they end up having a date watching some movies or whatever. And (laughs) Becca comes in and kind of wants to have a chat with Chloe. And Chloe's like, hold on a minute, I'm I'm with company. (laughs) And... I love the fact that you're almost with Becca on this when Becca realises that Chloe's date is a potato. (laughs) When I was first reading this story, I was just like double taking and had to like read it the beginning again. So I was like, wait, are we seriously talking about Chloe with a potato? Like, like, what is happening? And poor Becca's like not entirely sure if this is real or not. And then part of me is like, oh, she's going to be joking in a minute. Surely Chloe's kidding. But no, this is like totally serious. Chloe's fallen in love with the potato. <laughs> What's even worse, the potato looks like John Stemmers. <laughs> like, I don't know where the idea came from, but I love it. It's so good and it's so cute. What works really well is because Chloe's got these big wide eyes And she's often synonymous in fan fiction for pouting and having this killer pout. So there's like a childlikeness to Chloe that is almost pushed to an extreme here. And you kind of get cute, crazy Chloe to the point where you genuinely believe that she has fallen in love with Potato. But I tell you what, like, it does take the idea of just this twisting Chloe a little bit where the craziness, the intensity just goes off kilter and it works because Pitch Perfect is also in a little bit of a crazy universe and I feel that's where we're going to end our venture into dark Chloe today with Clotato I am all here for Clotato I'm just saying especially if you found a, a potato that looked like John Stemos I'd probably keep it too so we have ventured into some very interesting fics 
covering a wide variety of the whole world of dark Chloe, whether it's intensely possessive, power hungry, kidnapping, mental health issues, suicide, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, slightly crazy, in love with a potato, stalkerish. I mean, the list goes on and I'm sure there is a whole host of other things that you could read. Taking Chloe Beale and just throwing her into all sorts of dark situations. And I would love to hear from you. What stories have you read that explore the dark side of Chloe Beale? Now, we covered a lot of fan fiction today, but we haven't even done our fan fiction of the week yet. So in fan fiction this week, we went to all sorts of places. We saw the likes of YouTube, Quarantine, and What Could Have Been After Pitch Perfect 3. I've drawn out three fanfics that I've really enjoyed recently, and hopefully you will too. The first one that I want to highlight this week is called The Power of the Internet by Jojo Saltzman. That is available on AO3. And the summary says, an AU story... Hi, sorry, I'm a YouTuber and you wandered into my live stream by mistake the other day and now half the internet thinks we're dating. I really enjoy it sometimes when we get a story that really grasps on something really current and like in the now and just kind of gives it a pitch perfect twist. And that's what we get with this story because it's taking something as big and sort of current as YouTube and making Chloe a YouTuber, which to be fair, I could see that happening. Just let Chloe be all loose with a uh, with a camera and the internet and see what happens. And I love the idea that taking what can happen with like a famous YouTuber and just how the fans can pick up anything that happens on screen and just run with it, whether it's good or bad. And so Becca ends up kind of wandering into shot and people seem to pick up on this to the point where... This whole narrative starts getting created that Chloe the YouTuber is dating Becca. But what's amazing is the fact that they never actually met or spoke when the video was being created. So although they potentially could have had a meet cute, it just didn't happen. And this is a whole thing that her fans have cooked up. How on earth they actually tracked down who Becca was and was able to identify her, I'll never know, but that is the power of the internet. It is amazing how people do things. Obviously, this is fictitious, but I love it anyway. <laughs> so because this whole story is being created and this narrative is being cooked up by the fans, Chloe has to do something about it. She, she ends up contacting Becca and sort of saying, hey, so um, just need to kind of do something about this. So she prepares to potentially do like another video featuring Becca and try and explain everything. So they have to meet up. And what I love about this story, it's only the first chapter so far. So who knows where the author's going to take it in the future. But I love the fact that this whole story is being created by the fans. And unbeknownst to Chloe and Becca at the time, they were both in the park and they were both on the camera, but they never really kind of interacted so it's really sweet to think and you kind of get little glimpses of them reminiscing about that day and thinking, man, like I never even picked up on this other person that was right there. There's like this awkward kind of of them arranging the meeting and, and Becca kind of 
overcoming the fact that she had this weird email and and sort of stalking Chloe a bit online to the point where they've got to meet up. And it's really sweet because they've just known what they could pick up from the video and what the fans have kind of said or created. You get this impression that they they kind of want to put everything to rest, sort it all out. But when they do finally meet up, they're almost not prepared for how much they were going to like the other person and potentially kind of feelings were starting to grow there. And it just kind of leaves you with this little kind of acorn of the fact that they like each other, this new friendship sort of slash relationship is going to start blossoming, Chloe makes a new video and what's going to happen in the future? You never quite know. It's a fun beginning to the story and I'm very excited to see where it's going to take from here, what directions, because throwing in an an aspect like YouTube, which is something that people do for a living nowadays, and seeing how Becca and Chloe work with that, especially because Becca's working as a producer and so she's not necessarily the one in the public eye, whereas Chloe is this time in a very different world than traditional entertainment and how potentially that could have an effect on Becca, you know, with suddenly the hordes of internet fans that could come along. Is that going to affect her work? Who knows? I just don't know. But I can't wait to find out. And what types of videos Chloe is going to create with Becca in them in the future. Now, our second fanfic this week is a big one. Not in terms of chapters, but just in the fact that it has gained quite the reputation and they recently released another chapter the story itself is finished but they released another chapter and everybody was so excited for it it is called desperate measures and it's by alicia mead and if you know anything about alicia mead she is very very good at writing what she does she's got this great way of kind of adding detail and feeling into stories Now, just bear in mind that this is an adult fic and Alicia Mead has got a reputation for writing smut and this story is no exception. So if you don't like that, don't read it. I'm giving you a fair warning now. But out of authors that do venture into the smuttier area of things, I I only know a few authors that really know how to do it really well and Alicia Mead is one of them. Now, Desperate Measures, the summary says, Chloe and Becca have everything they need to weather the mandated period of social distancing and staying at home. Food, water, shelter, games, entertainment and each other's company. The one thing they don't have? Much needed privacy. Now, we've seen quite a few quarantine fix over the past few months, especially at the beginning of the sort of lockdown period here in the UK and the US. There are lots of authors who decided to tackle what Becca and Chloe or the Bellas were going to get up to during lockdown and quarantine and COVID. There did seem to be a recurring theme through quite a few of them, which was, oh, look, the love and trust are stuck together for a long period of time in a house. I wonder what's going to happen. Yep, that was that was pretty much what happened a lot of the times. And this one is no different. But with this story has such a cheeky edge to it. It is finished and 
I think out of all the quarantine fix that when I speak to people, this is the thing that people always talk about is desperate measures. There is so much love for this story. So she's finished the story, but then recently added a deleted scene. So you thought everything was finished? No, because you don't know when she might just drop another deleted scene at some point. Just another little moment that you can enjoy from this little story that she's created. One thing that I love about Desperate Measures, which is so different than a lot of stories in this nature, is how ridiculous it starts. And I say that in the best way possible, because I just, I don't know who in their right mind would ever do this. (laughs) But it just, it just works. The first chapter or two has this kind of slow build element to it when you're just waiting for them to kind of get all the way with the sexual tension that is going on. You've got Becca and Chloe both harboring feelings that have not been said. They haven't told each other how they feel, but you get the description as you're reading the fact that they do have feelings for each other. They haven't shared them. This is set in the Brooklyn apartment, so they're sharing a bed Fat Amy is nowhere to be found. She's obviously quarantining somewhere else. So it's Becca and Chloe stuck in an apartment. And I do feel like this story does also highlight an important need that maybe hasn't been addressed in other fix. Because <laughs> it must be difficult already if you live with a group of friends in like one bedroom apartment to find some privacy at times. This apartment in Brooklyn, even the bathroom's not that private. So... How on earth she came up with this idea and was like, you know what they're going to be missing during quarantine? Privacy. There's one moments of privacy that you need. So the fact that this whole story starts with Chloe's need to just kind of get out some sexual frustration is amazing. So she basically, like, they're in bed and like, she just basically asks Becca, hey, like, I just need to like relieve some sexual tension. Do you mind? Do you mind if I just kind of you know, masturbate right now and, you know, maybe put your earphones in or something. <laughs> like, like, who would ask that? Nobody would ask that ever. <laughs> like, especially to your crush. But maybe this works in Chloe's favour because it just escalates from there. It just gets to the point where they end up having sex a little bit later on. <laughs> if nothing else, it helps them get closer as friends. And, I mean, whether or not you want to get that close to your friend... But also, your long-time crush, it will either kill you or make you stronger. What I love about this story, though, and okay, yeah, a lot of people read it for the smut because of what it is. (laughs) But it's about four chapters, and literally the story just escalates chapter on chapter. And it's throughout the whole of the quarantining period. But you have this whole sense of pain Because although they finally get to the point where they can sexually be together, they haven't expressed how they feel. So you're left then with these wonderful moments where they're they're physically together and they're physically growing their relationship. But at the same time, they haven't emotionally told each other how they feel. So after having these really, really intense moments, it's almost flipped straight away and then you just get the pain again of the fact that this is going to be all over when quarantine finishes and how is their relationship how's their friendship going to continue 
when they can no longer do this do they feel the same way um, are my feelings too intense now that we've gone this far i can i go back because i i now know how good it is like all of these things are happening and it's just building up as it gets deeper and deeper each chapter and so you get this real sense of like come on come on like one of you just share your feelings like please so if nothing else it does keep you on the edge of your seat and at least now you don't have to wait for the next chapter to come out because they're all out you can literally read it as one story and find out what happens and because this story just got so much attention the fact that Alicia Mead just decided to drop a deleted scene was amazing just when you thought this little world was going to be finished and over you now never know when she might just get inspiration the inspiration might hit and she's like i've got another scene for this whole fic here's another one so when she dropped the new chapter the new deleted scene everybody was going crazy the excitement that i heard from people was amazing and it is really well written and what i love is that you don't really lose anything by not having it in the story. It's just a little, lovely little snapshot of just pulling pieces of the story together and just adding another element to an already completed and solid story. And who knows whether we'll just get another surprise drop in the future. The last fic that I just wanted to highlight this week is called Red Hair and it's by A Sweet Melody Trinkling it's only available on Tumblr. Now, the summary says, Now a multi-award-winning recording artist, Becca Mitchell, has it all, except the one girl she so desperately, secretly pines for. Chloe Beale is finally journeying through her dream at vet school, but she is far from the woman she was back at Barden. So this is kind of set after Pitch Perfect 3, Becca and Chloe have now started continuing on with their careers. They still haven't expressed their feelings for each other. It is a little bit smutty in places. So it, again, this is an adult story. But what I really love about this is, as it says in the summary, both Becca and Chloe are kind of fulfilling their dreams in a career. They're doing really, really well in one aspect of their lives. And that's fantastic to see. And yet at the same time, you get this whole sense, especially in the first two chapters, you get this whole sense that they're just a little bit broken. I think this is like a year or so after Pitch Perfect 3. What it covers that I haven't really seen a lot in pining stories is the effect that the pining is really having on them. Because... Becca and Chloe both find themselves in situations where they just can't move on. They're harboring feelings for each other. They never express them. And so because of that, they end up in a cycle where they try and date. I think they tried to date in the past. It didn't work out. And so they're now just kind of like serial sleeping with strangers who resemble the other person. So Becca's sleeping with redheads and Chloe's sleeping with a petite brunettes, and that seems to be what's happening and there's no feelings involved and it's almost making them like a shell of a person and so you get this whole kind of painful sense of the fact that because they were too afraid to share their feelings in this one area and it's not like they're afraid of everything because they 
pursuing in their careers, they're taking chances there. But in their love life and in their relationships, there's so much regret there of the fact that they never took that chance. And that's what kind of harbors on for this whole story. And it kind of really twists a knife in your heart because you just feel so sorry for them. And it does make you kind of think, you know, what things in your own life are you too afraid to take that chance? And I never want to be in a position where I am that remorseful, that regretful that I never did it and to ever have that effect on me. So it was just like, oh man, it's so painful. So what I love about this story is it gets to the point where because they chose their career so many times, life kind of has taken over. You get this whole glimpse of, especially I think when you get a little bit older, you know, life can just keep on going. Adulting, you have all these responsibilities and stuff. Like it's always going to demand on your time. And so it's very easy for just life to career off and you to lose these opportunities that come their way. And Becca and Chloe find themselves in the position where they see each other again And they are left with questions of like, am I going to let this go again? And life's like knocking on the door saying, hey, I can't stop. Got to keep on going. Or am I actually going to put the brakes on here and take a chance? And this is a chance that who knows how it's going to turn out. But they've already lived a year or so in this emotional pain because they didn't take that chance before. So So they're sort of asking themselves, you know, do I want to just go back to where I am? Because I know I'm not in a good place. Or am I going to make that change? And finding the courage to actually make the change can be very difficult. So it's like there's a lot of like deep adult themes amongst the story. And it's so sad to see these characters so broken, full of regret. But also then how this chance meeting that they have gives them the opportunity to choose to make that change and to choose to put each other first but also at the same time make decisions to change the course of their lives so it's a really good story there's a lot of heart like feelings in there and there's also some really sweet moments and although it can get quite deep at times in the story i have to say the ending was just like almost worthy of like a romantic movie ending it was so good So that one has definitely got all the feels in it. That is Red Hair by a Sweet Melody Trinkling. That's it from me for today. I hope you enjoyed this venture into Dark Chloe and the weird places we went that. If you want to keep up to date with Pitch Slapped, we are available on Tumblr. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. And I would love to hear from you if there are any stories that for you bring out the dark slide of Chloe Beale. And I'll see you next time.